This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics, and we promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. In this episode, we have Vaheb Bagdasaran, Senior Growth Marketing Manager in CoinStats. Vaheb, welcome to the Bensavas podcast. Hey, Art. Uh, thank you for the invitation. Excited to be here today. Thank you for coming, Vaheb. It's great to have you on. Okay. Um, App user acquisition is so important across multi- mobile platforms, countries, and languages. We all understand the challenge and significance of connecting your app with users. We also are pretty familiar way more than we would like to with the notion of mobile app churn, the infamous situation when people, users of your app you spend so much energy to find, abandon the app. In this episode, we will be talking about how to prevent app subscriber churn in particular. When people leave your paid app, it's a problem, but not as big as when they pay you a subscription fee and they stop using your app. Uh, but first, before uh, taking uh, on this question, but hey, let's kick off with talking about you. First, tell us a little bit about your background. Sure, sure. I started my career writing a business school. And then I started to work with different apps, uh, particularly like consumer apps. When I, when I was in business school, I, I started to read like Andrew Chan's blog. At that point, he was the head of growth at Uber and literally excited and motivated me. And that was one of the triggers to start my career in growth. And then I started to work with different apps here and there. And, there, um, and, after, and then I started to uh, work at Solar as a product marketer manager it's uh, one of the biggest um, cornering platforms in the world and then and then yes later I joined the coin stats where I'm working right now as a senior growth marketing manager where I'm leading the subscriptions and uh, life cycle marketing uh, I also have a course on subscription optimization and monetization Maven with the two successful cohorts this year maybe we're gonna do next year and my old background is in you know uh, mobile app growth, particularly for consumer apps and everything in like second marketing, subscription optimization, and everything that falls behind uh, between. Got you ahead. Okay. Uh, speaking of coin stats, uh, give me a quick portrait of the company. What do you guys do? Yeah, CoinStats is the largest crypto portfolio tracker in the world at this moment. We are helping crypto investors to track their portfolios and assets. It's basically they connect all their portfolios and investments to one platform and then manage from in, in from one view. It's like a consolidated view of your assets. And yeah, I mean, we are saving a ton of time for them and making investing more efficient for crypto investors. Got you. One day I will start investing coins, but uh, I'm still hesitating. I'm an old school guy. Um, oh, yeah, it's, it, it seems, yeah it's, I guess it seems the bull market is back, so Bitcoin price is rising. So you should consider. <laughs> I will consider. Okay, uh, let's talk about the first case. Uh, the 
app subscriber user churn, um, which happens when people do it unintentionally. So it was not their conscious choice to stop using the app, but for whatever reason it happened. Uh, so let's describe this set of uh, circumstances and what are mitigation strategies to deal with these cases. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, as most of the people know, there are like two types of subscribers, subscribers churn and overall like the user churn, the voluntary and involuntary, right? Involuntary churn happens when somebody, let's say, is a paid subscriber for your product, but due to some technical errors, you're not able to charge them. And they have stopped it. And, you know, the payment didn't go through and their account uh, being downgraded to free and they, they are not able to use your product. So, and there are many, many, many reasons why this can happen, right? Most of the cases, it is like technical issues when like the credit card expires. If they're using a credit card to, uh, like so to, they use a credit card to subscribe for your product. If they change their address, like zip codes, especially in the US, it also can result in, you know, declined payments. And there also can be like technical issues from your side, not only a, uh, I don't know, not only with the payment processors, but all with, with your backend infrastructure or something. Another issue can happen if the users has no available funds on their credit or debit card at this moment. And if you immediately like cancel their subscription at the moment when you try to recharge them, you, you're gonna lose them. So it is important so talking you now if we talk about the mitigation strategies, is one of these uh, very important mitigation strategies is to use grace periods. And it is when users appear uh, let's say if if there is not available funds on user's credit card and you fail to charge them, instead of canceling their subscription or downgrading them from like premium to like free subscription, you're gonna give them a free period of using your app. It's gonna be a week or two weeks or something. And during this period, you're gonna try to uh, uh, retry charging your credit card. Because at, this, at, at some point, maybe you couldn't charge them, but there is in a few days, there's gonna be any available funds at your credit card. So you, so the recharge would be successful. So, so the thing is, if you if you just uh, try to charge your credit card just for once, maybe at that moment there are not available funds. But if you do it in, in in two days, in three days, there might be available funds. So having this, giving this your customers a grace period is always a good idea. Another very very important thing here is. Uh, incorporating lifecycle marketing in terms of uh, transactional communication with the users that you fail to uh, charge. For example, if you fail to charge, send them an email notification that says, you know, your payment didn't go through, please update your billing details. Because, you know, uh, you, users might not notice that the that the subscription went not true and you need to remind them about the failing to charge their accounts and remind them that if it's not if it uh, if you are not able to charge them in the coming I don't know week or something you gotta uh, downgrade their accounts to the free and a very also important thing here is in the email that you are sending your users you need to 
have a button that's got a deep link that, that is deep linked to the account, the billing information update page in your website, or if, if you have a, like a like website where users can go and um, update their uh, billing creden credential. Of course, it's not about the App Store where you cannot do that because it's on the App Store site, but if you have a web, web product or web page, when you allow your customers to uh, purchase your apps and use it on mobile, you can re, uh, deep link them to, or redirect them to this web page, uh, at least for you know minimizing the friction. So it's just gonna be like a button that's gonna take them to website, and then they need to like wonder where is this billing information update page or anything. Another uh, very uh, effective strategy that we use, and it's uh, it's it's worked it it worked for us, is like every time when a user enters your web product or app or whatever, you need to show them a pop up that says your payment didn't go through, and ask them to update their credentials. Uh, if it, uh, there is a special case for web products, uh, is when you can allow them to update their credentials right within the pop-up. Imagine you, uh, the users went to this website and there is a, the pop-up immediately opens that say, you know, your payment didn't go through and please update your billing details. And instead of, you know, redirecting them to the page where they need to update it, it's just uh, all the fields are within the pop-up and they just need to enter their credit card in information and update it immediately. So, so the biggest takeaway from here is like, let, if, if you're gonna ask them to uh, update their billing information, there's something that, is, that has a lot of friction in it. And your strategy should be also, how am I gonna like uh, minimize the friction? Uh, because, you know, it's a big ask, you know, you need to update, you need to get new credit, take out the new credit card, and manually type the numbers et cetera, et cetera, to update. So it's a big ask. And you should also, you should, it's important. It is very important to think, okay, how I'm going to make this more frictionless. And like two examples of it is just if you are sending an email, redirect them to this uh, billing information page. If you are using the pop ups, allow them to update the billing information immediately from the pop-up. So basically, this are, this is, this is, this are one of this, a few of this um, like effective and impactful strategies that everybody can try. And I, I have a belief that it can work for everybody and try and it can have a positive impact on uh, minimizing your uh, involuntary return. Right, just a very, very quick uh, example, you know, kind of a personal one. I'm a Apple services subscriber, and obviously actual charging happens like uh, 29th on each month, but the notification about any uh, significant uh, um, funds on my account comes like mid-months, uh, like the second week, and um, it always felt like why they were sending this notification so early, but it does make sense for people who um, have to update their credit card. They have to do some, you know, um, something with the on the bank side that will require some time for them to be able to provide new funding for your for their account. So it's always good to be 
to be on a safe side, you had to give people more time before they actually charge them at the end of the month. So this way you are in a better position to avoid all these cases when all of a sudden a certain portion of your clients just uh, drop off uh, immediately because they you couldn't just charge their um, credit cards. Now, uh, in your experience, what the strategies we just described can give you in terms of mitigation, what you should expect just in general terms? Um, I mean, if, if you, if we're talking about uh, involuntary cases, yeah. so the strategies for mitigating the involuntary churn, it really depends on a product and, uh, and the customers, et cetera. But I believe, you know, you should be able, if you, if you made, uh, if you execute the strategies, you should be able to decrease your uh, involuntary churn by up to like 30%, 20 to 40%. And it's, and in a large scale, it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be huge amount of revenue for you. If you're making, I don't know, like, a, if your app is making like 100,000 ARR, Maybe it's not that big of money, but it's it's something. But if you are in millions, you know, twenty percent is a it's a big thing from that's uh, that you are recovering from uh, like involuntary churn revenue. Of course, it's about scale. Like uh, all those uh, thousands and thousands of uh, dropped off uh, subscribers will add up pretty quickly. It will be really significant. Um, now switching the gears to the cases when. Uh, it was the people's intention to stop using the app. Uh, obviously, we are aware of these ones. So let's let them on the table under what circumstances it may happen. And what would you suggest to mitigate uh, these problems um, in your experience? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is, uh, we are talking about this voluntary subscriber churn, which is actually the hardest to like tackle in terms of strategies. Because if, if the subscriber of your users intentionally went to your website or went to an app store and canceled their subscription, so like a hundred percent or something of and maybe they are disappointed with your with your service, there is a lot of technical issues with your product, or the other cases, they are satisfied with their current use case and they don't need the product anymore. It's not that your product is bad, but they don't need it anymore. So, you know, the, and how it happens, like imagine uh, you have problems with sleep and you are installing like Calm or any other, you know, apps that has some sleep stories or flipping musics that, that relaxes your mind and uh, makes the falling asleep process easier. So you pay for the subscription, you use the app for a year, and then you don't have problem with sleeping and you cancel your subscription because you don't have that issue anymore, right? What apps can do here is like try to onboard these users to another use cases. For example, if they notice that this user is okay with sleeping and don't need this anymore, and we gotta talk how how they gonna can notice this pod first. Let's onboard them to another use cases. In terms of calm, they have not only have the sleep stories, but they have I don't know, like influencer content, they have meditation, they have any many other things. And it's like they can communicate this with your subscribers and like 
you know, sleeping well is very important, but we have also some additional things that you can benefit of, like meditations and these influencer stories, et cetera, et cetera. So, it is, so they kind of, they kind of, kind of need to try them to also onboard in different, in other use cases. So how, how like one of the ways to do this like to understand if this user is going to churn and then start nudging them towards other use cases. It's like, for example, if you are using uh, like product analytics tool, like mixed panel or amplitude, you get, you need to create a like healthy cohort of your subscribers. There are, and maybe I don't know, like sleep stories use case. And there is a pattern in these uh, healthy subscribers which is, for example, in average, they are listening like three sleep stories per week. So when you when you see that this pattern is changing within your cohort, you can link this cohort with your CRM tools. If you are using any like I don't know, Itrable, Brace, or any other tools, you can link these cohorts with your CRM tools and start to send with them communication when they you know when the engagement is decreasing within your healthy subscriber cohort to try to get them back and also nudge them toward toward other uh, other uh, use cases. And beside the CRM, when the users are opening your app and using it, you also need to tailor the in-product user experience in a way that's gonna nudge them toward uh, you know other use cases. For example, again, for example, in the sleep stories use case, the sleep stories finished and they can open a pop-up that says, you know, we have a celebrity content by LeBron James. It is only like three minutes long or something. Would you want to listen or do you want to listen to preview and then try it later? And like many, many other things here to like try to get the engagement rates back and uh, try to prevent it. Uh, another thing happens, what to do. Another thing is like what to do if the subscriber is already churned. There are like two, there are like two things that I think can work well. The first thing is like if you are, if you are looking at the cohort of your subscribers who have churned, like basically cancel the subscriptions, and you see that they are still using your product, and have a that because they they are not paid users they are still using their product. You can hit them with discounts like deep discounts and say you know uh, come back, rejoin to premium with a like huge discount, and try to get them convince them back. Another way that I uh, that I like is uh, keep these users in your CRM or anything. And every time that you are doing a big product updates or announcing new features, email also these users that, and show them that the product is growing, you're adding new features and you know there's something big happening. Meanwhile, you're not subscribed and I don't know, giving them, and maybe one of your updates or features that you are doing Kind of convince them to come back, and one of the things that you can do that in the product announcement email that you are sending these users to add a bit more incentive, you can have a bit a bit of like a small discount 
attached as a snippet to these emails to increase the motivation and nudge them to uh, come back and resubscribe for your product offering. Yeah, no, that's that's really smart. This uh, strategy of switching uh, uh, your customers who will otherwise who would just uh, turn away from one product you provide them to the other. And it brings me back to my favorite point that you really need to have a good vision of how your product will be used. Think in advance. Think about the moment when you, um, based on what your product, your app provides, accomplish certain goal. What happens next? What happens with these people once they accomplish the uh, the goal of start using the app, like your your example with the, um, the sleep aiding apps or fitness apps. Um, there, there, there are many apps that are based on the app subscription model. And uh, in the user journey, there's always this point where they achieve something. And uh, by definition, by the function of the app, uh, chances are they will just start stop using the app because it will be quite logical, quite, you know, expected. So what happens next at that point? Are they just going away and <laughs> good to go? Or <laughs> you can still retain them and provide something else as opposed to hunting them later down again with the next uh, uh, um, user acquisition campaign, spending more money, spending more of your, you know, nerves, uh, blood and sweat, to just making sure they are coming back as opposed to just thinking about it strategically and have this, um, um, this sort of campaign in advance, uh, once they reach the point when they're not using your app anymore, because they've achieved some, some goal, you're, uh, seamlessly transition them to the next step you, you may provide to them. Now, you mentioned a couple analytical tools over here. Um, which ones do you prefer? Um, any favorite tools? Like we'll have our own tools. Some, you know, for whatever reason, some tool may work or net may not work for me. Excuse me. What are the your favorite uh, analytical tools? Oh, yeah. yeah, for for product analytics, you know, Amplitude and Mixpanel both work perfectly. Uh, for revenue analytics, like Revenue Cat is one of the best ones. And it's yeah, it is about, it's more about how you can connect on your Mart, Mart, uh, MarTech stack to one to another and make sure you can, you know, execute the strategies and what tool you use. But, you know, I personally find an amplitude mix panel definitely are like leaders in the market, you know, one of the best ones. And if, if you're looking at the revenue analytics, uh, the revenue cat is one of the best ones too. Got you. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's kind of uh, switch the tables a little bit. Can you recall a case when you were actually about to churn away from the app yourself, but the app's teams managed to persuade you to stay? Can you recall any case like this? Uh, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a good question, actually. Let me think. I just grabbed my phone to see what i have what apps i have just yeah it's probably gonna be uh it is probably gonna be the flighty app so it is for tracking your flights and you know all this stuff i uh i 
I'm a paid user and before I was like buying the premium when I needed to fly. So and then I yeah, and then you know canceling my subscription because I don't didn't need it anymore. And then yeah, they changed they kinda changed their pricing model, they changed the prices and all, also offered you know lifetime premium, etc. So after these changes in the pricing side, I I I didn't um, mm-hmm. cancel anymore because you know the new new pricing and things you know matched my expectations. So and not 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 only the expectations but also the use cases. So I then resubscribed to them. So this is yeah this is the only one that comes to my mind at this moment. Yeah. Got you. I have, you know, this question was kind of a hint uh, for people to remember that we all both uh, app users and uh, because we're in the app industry, we're uh, people who provide services. So remember about all those cases where you're on the other side and uh, what do you, what are you, what is your attitude? Well, how do you feel about the situation when, yeah, you have to turn away from the app? And somebody have a clever way to make you stay, not forcing you, but provide you the value. Try to uh, kind of capture those moments and learn from them and see how it works. We've finished the first part of the show. And for every guest who comes to, on the show for the first time, I have just a few quick questions. So, so people who listen to us can know my guest better. Here we go. Um, what smartphone do you have now? Uh, are you been the switcher between the two giant platforms or are you staying one side all the time? Yeah, I, I currently I'm using iPhone 14. Yeah, I guess it got upgrade. I was an yeah, Android user for a while and then I switched to iOS a few years ago and then I started to, you know, use iOS that started to then. Star since, yeah. Gotcha. All right. Before both Android and iPhone existed, there was the year of uh, now we call them flip phones uh, or featured phones. So one of those phones which you could put in your pocket, but it was not a smartphone. Um, what was your first phone like this? Yeah, it's a good question. I had a few phones before all of this. I had the Nokia. I had the BlackBerry and the Motorola. I don't, I don't remember which one was the first, probably BlackBerry. Uh, but yeah, it was one of these two. I, I one of these two, but it probably it was BlackBerry. Oh, gotcha, BlackBerry. Now BlackBerry, it's just the berry and the grocery store. <laughs> Not a smartphone <laughs> anymore. Back to their original meaning. Uh, <laughs> Imagine, okay, back to present. Imagine you've left your uh, iPhone at home for whatever reason and you're out. What would be the most missing feature for you? What would we be feeling like, where the hell my iPhone, I need to do this or that? What would be be that thing? Yeah, it's got to be the notifications and all this messaging that happens because I feel like when my phone is not with me, I'm like, there is a big fear of messing out, like what's happening with messaging, what's happening is like, what's happening, or I don't know, like I message or whatever. So I just, uh, it's really the fear of messing out hits me, but 
I have realized it's kind of a digital something and recently I started to like leave my phone at my home and go for a walk for an hour, an hour and a half and try to be disconnected from everything and try to actually say this is my mitigation strategy for <laughs> my thinking days, you know, my this smartphone addiction and this like fear of missing out. But that that is the the main thing that hits me when I live when I leave my phone like somewhere. I hear you. I hear you. Um uh let's see if there's anything uh about your smartphone which you believe personally uh, not looking at the average uh, you know uh, techno hype uh, or you know punted uh, writing about what would be great to have for a phone but your personal stance like um something that is missing um not necessarily more probably less uh, some feature like hardware software or the combination of these two that will make your phone a better tool for you yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good question actually. I don't know. I mean, it's the, like smart our smartphones are, I guess it's it's a, it's a big part of our lives. And if somehow they could become more like second brain or something, that could be another level. Because I mean, there are a lot of information about us there. There's a big part of our life happening there, and if somehow we also it also can become your like second brain and increase your, I mean, it does some degree to your productivity, et cetera, et cetera, but it takes another level. And it could be, it could be really great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the moment when Siri will meet chat GPT for real. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're all waiting <laughs> for this moment. What's going to happen <laughs> next summer? What Apple have in their sleeve in terms of, uh, bringing uh, Siri up to the speed, so to speak, with what's happening with generative AI these days. All right, before I let you go, very final question. How can people get in touch with you and get more information about what you do? Sure, um, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn and also on Twitter. So if anybody wants to connect or just have some questions, I'd be very happy to answer. So just hit me on uh linkedin or twitter i'm also uh, doing a free mentorship at this platform called growth mentor so if you if you're a growth professional or an app founder and need some help just you can just go there and schedule a meeting with me and we can have a chat otherwise you know twitter and linkedin both works perfectly all right this is great we're going to put the links to your linkedin and that platform you've mentioned to the description of this episode so people can get in touch with you Thank you so much for spending time with us and being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye. And that was Vahe Bagdasaran, Senior Growth Marketing Manager at CoinStats. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. Remember, we release episodes on Mondays, so subscribe and you will be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet, or computer as soon as we release them. And please don't forget to leave us a review or comment on iTunes. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week.
Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.